right, you bunch of yahoos. Strap yourselves in for another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. In other words, shut up, sit up, and pay attention. And here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Toxic Masculinity. We are here to entertain, offend, and defend anybody and everybody to offer up our political satire approach on views on national and international events. We're a couple of crotchety old farts that have a bad habit of speaking the truth, but won't let a few facts get in the way of a good story. We believe in America and Americans. If this isn't for you, well, then we suggest you change the channel. We still believe in freedom of speech and will rub your face into the cow pie of reality. We will make you scratch your head or scratch your ass, hopefully not at the same time. And without further ado, my co-host in crime, none other than the man of men, Don the Predator Fry, and I, his trusty sidekick, Dan the B. Severn. And we are in the absence of your sidekick, Quinn. Is that correct there? Yes, sir. So I got, with, I got Tony's dog over here now. Right. Oh, but again, that, that'll be something that uh, our guest today, uh, Shane, and again, if on, on the last pronunciation, is it Crunchner? Crutching. Crutchin? Crutchin. Crutchin. Yeah. Okay, all right. I just I want to make sure I'm, I'm saying that correctly. Okay, Crutchin. Okay, we have Shane Crutchin here, uh, with us today, uh, former Marine, uh, MMA fighter, uh, big advocate there of a Wounded Warrior program, and uh, there'll be a few other things that, that we'll be discussing through today's uh, interview. And just because, just, just uh, an all-around American who tried to help out other Americans and uh, other soldiers that are suffering from PTSD. So without further ado, we're off to the races. Uh, well, a lot of viewers don't know that uh, usually as we're uh, setting up cameras and, and testing sound equipment, stuff like that, we start to already get into things. And the one thing that I I, I had to read, read some information about yourself, you uh, have a, uh, you and Don already have this common Similarity that you both have bulldogs, all right. But uh, your <laughs> you bulldog, where's where's he at? He passed away, man. Oh, I got a uh, oh, no, yeah. He lived to be thirteen years old. Yeah, he just recently passed away. Well, okay, now okay, that was that updated in the thing that I read there right now. So again, I'm sorry to bring up something bad on there, but but that was You're one good. thing I kept thinking. Well, Don's gonna like this right now because Don's a bulldog aficionado, though, and and uh, it was Dago, dog's name. Dago, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Bulldog by the name of Dago, because uh, again, Don's uh, true true love in life is his pet uh, dog uh, there, Quinn. So. I kept thinking, well, well, that blows that one really quick out of the water. So, <laughs> well, we got to only go up from here, Dan. Way to go! Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, so let's birthday cake. You know, you you got that down to the science. <laughs> so let, let let's start on your path, your journey here, Shane. So, you know. Athletics. I mean, where, where do you think people who actually come to know of you the most? Is it through what your 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 advocateism that what you're doing with uh, for other fellow soldiers uh, PTSD, or what do you say uh, the fact that you're you're an MMA fighter at one point in time? You were uh, 
you know, uh, with the Marine Corps at one point. What the what? Where do you want to start here? Yeah, it's weird. It's you know, I, I've lived, I've I've been a man of many lives up up until this point. You know, uh, medically retired out of the Marine Corps. You know, seventeen years as being a professional fighter, uh, fought in all the big organizations. It was really cool. Um, and now being an advocate, you know, both for wounded veterans as well as just Americans, it's uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's so many layers. It's it's you know, we can get we can get real fun with those layers. But you know, just I think fighting. I I put a put my name on the map with fighting uh to a certain extent you know and then also being able to tie the being a marine and fighting together really helped me uh well, they, go, the they go hand in hand i mean well, well, when you look at when you look at young people today um yeah. how many are actually participating in sports and even then when they're participating in sports are they participating in sports of uh true physical combat i mean there's, there's a big difference in playing say like baseball or something like that uh as opposed to football wrestling um you know some of you, you, some know, you, work, up a sweat, some of you work up a sweat doing you know yeah there, there, there's a, just you know, a world it difference. is crazy go ahead no no so it is crazy so i don't know if you guys saw i live in california right now um i'm here for my daughter and you know it's just they really they just passed a law they're trying to get banned gym class Jeez. because it makes fat kids feel uncomfortable because they get bullied i'm like well then go buy your kid a freaking treadmill you know what i mean like I'm in shape, it, right. that's what gym yeah, class i grew up in northern gym, I, gym, gym class will eliminate that problem for him bingo uh you know and, and not just you know just playing touch or walking around a track. I see it. We have a local school around the corner from me. Um, you know, I grew up in Northern Wisconsin and I grew up on a farm. I, it was either you played you, uh, the, if you wanted to play football, the coach made you do track and then you got to choose a secondary sport as well. So I did wrestling. Um, I didn't know any other way other than show up early in the morning, put in the grind, go home, work on the farm and have a paper route so I could have extra money. Like all I knew how to work and hustle and do my stuff. So it, it blows my mind when I look at kids these days and, you know, they don't know, like you said, Dan, they don't know physical like impact. Uh, nowadays, if you look at a kid sideways, they're, they're offended. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, Don said a, in an interview, it, it was hilarious about how he goes, you might as well put all these, these new fighters in skirts uh because they're painting their fingernails and doing all this stuff and right. it was it was fingernails I mean, toenails <laughs> yeah I, I mean and i i look back at my career and the only time i ever had anything on my nails i literally wrote it's a girl when my daughter was being born and i ran up to the camera after i choked a dude out and i wasn't like that just as you know just that was my way of letting my mom know what i was gonna have um oh, that's cool you know that's I, a nice way yeah, to say it, it. Yeah, I just had it written on my fingernails and I submitted the guy in a minute and a half. And then I, I ran up to the camera and did a goofy face. And my mom thought that was the coolest thing ever. So, um, but I wasn't painting my fingernails and all that crap. I, dude, I, I don't get, uh, you know, when I was fighting, when I first started fighting, and, uh, and Dan, I fought for you. I fought well, for you in a, in a, you guys. I, I, I yeah. did. I, I, when I was looking through topology and stuff like that, I'm like, going, I see a match right here that, that he was on. And I kept thinking, I got, I got to bring that up yeah. and talk to him because it's like going, well, 
let, let, let's let's go back to the farm here first. So I, I want to know, okay, what? Okay, Good. you you yeah. growing up in Wisconsin was it a dairy farm? Because you you think of Wisconsin, you think of cheese, and you think of a lot of dairy farms. So were you on a dairy farm? It was a it was a dairy farm. Um, you know, dairy farm and hay. So, uh, you know, you want to talk about busting your rear end? You 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 start having hay days. Uh, you know, and and dairy dairy days. It's it's insane. So. You know, most kids, you know, they get called out of school because they have a sniffle or some crap like that. You should you the amount of kids that were missing for heyday and stuff. And, and that's the, the days that we had to do all the crop uh, harvesting and in literal, just physical, um, you know, and you couldn't wait to be 12 years old. Because once you hit 12, you're sometimes too big to fit up in the lofts. And uh, okay. under that, okay. you're in this hot loft. I, I was going to bring that up. It's OK if you do it heyday, if you're if you're on the wagon. Feeding, feeding the bells yeah. up, but if you're the guy that's, that's up in okay. that loft, oh my God, that's the worst <laughs> position to be in. Because it's, as you said, and it's it hot. Because I was always small. I was always small, so I was always in the loft. <laughs> um, you know, but the, my parents and uh, you know they, uh, my aunts, uncles, and stuff. They, you got to drink, and it, it, you earned, you know, having a nice cold beer with the family as young as 10, 11 years old. And, you know, all the women would cook all the food. So they'd have, you know, all these picnic tables out and you just have a smorgasbord when you come down. But if you worked in the loft and you came down, you'd be all woozy. And they're like, hey, just man up. And you're like, okay, <laughs> yes, yes, sir. No problem. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, oh, it's too hot. Oh, you know, none yeah. of that crap. It was, yeah. a, it was a whole different world. Like kids don't understand that. Yeah. Being up in that loft. And you got all, I mean, you, you got all that stuff just getting all around you and stuff like that. It's like going, you just, you want, well, see, our, our, our barn loft, right down the hill, there, there's there's a creek. So literally when yeah. we would hit, we're trying to get to a break, something like that, we're, we're, we're basically running down to the creek, peeling off the shirts, just diving into water just to get all that, that, that stuff off of you because yeah. you're just itchy and mess. Yep. And then go eat boots, stuff like that, you dry off enough and. Just go right back up again because lunch is over. Get let's get after it. <laughs> yeah, again, yeah, whining. So really you know, your, your father, your parents would not put up with the whining. It's kind of going. You you learn real quick. Whining will get you so far. Sooner or later, it's going, you're going to get your ass busted too. If you keep up the whining. <laughs> well, we didn't even. I don't. I don't think we got warning shots. Uh, I don't remember warning <laughs> shots as a kid. Um, you get you get you get a good one good wallop, and you you remember real quick uh, who's in charge and who you give who you give the honor to right then and there. Yeah, different type of time here, but like I said, it's a what a what a reality check that would be for so many young people today if they, if they were all of a sudden were injected in that time era. Just one. <laughs> yeah, just one day. Like I would I would invite them like. You know, I still have my cousin still owns the farm. Um, you know, he inherited it. I, I one day I, I will I will gladly bring you to the farm. I, I will pay for your travel. Just just one day. Just if you need if you need an attitude adjustment on your children, let me know. I'll help you out. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Were you in the Marines when they had the uh the uh stress card? Oh god. No, I wouldn't I would have been kicked out really fast. Um <laughs> had they had a stress card. I was I was in when men when men were still in, uh, fortunately. So uh, the don't ask, don't tell thing was still very much a, a factor. Uh, we still believed in you know masculinity. Um, you know the drill instructor still hit us. 
you know, and you couldn't cry about it. Uh, you're a man. Like, hey, guess what? Uh, we started boot camp with a hundred. Yeah, you're a marine. Like, we knew what we jo- we joined for. I didn't join. I didn't join the army or the air force or the navy. You know, I joined the marine corps to be a man. And uh, you know, so we when we walked in there, it was a uh, it was a whole different it was a whole different gamut. Um, and I remember getting out. And nowadays. I have friends that are recruiters that are still in the Marine Corps and stuff. And they're telling me about stress cards and, you know, this and that. And I'm like, wait, what? Like time out. <laughs> like you want to, you want to stress, come hang out with me for a day. I'll get, I'll give you enough stress to make you, you know, grow some gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you brought up, okay. I know we're going to bounce around here a little bit. You did bring up danger. So, so uh, let, let's oh, go yeah. back to that. So you said that you compete on, on danger zone. So obviously we, we met at some point in time. Where was this danger yeah. zone show at, at that time? What, what's what's in your state? In, Indianapolis? Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. Right. I Ooh. drove, I, I drove 14 hours to get there. Yeah. Well, okay. And, now, uh, were were, I, were you were you on the card originally or were you like a last minute fill in or anything? Like, I'm just kind of curious right now, or were you, I had a week. I, I had a week and a half notice. Okay, so someone must uh, have dropped fight. out. Someone must have dropped out, yep. and because uh, no, normally, you know, we don't. No, it, when, it was when, it was all planned, and then yeah. I got contacted off MySpace, of all places, and uh, and they offered, you know, they they said, "Hey, can you get here?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem." Um. And uh, was it, I'm going to actually look it up while we're talking, but I remember traveling, um, traveling out to uh, driving there. It took me 14 hours to drive there, checked into this like really weird, sketchy motel. And I showed up the next day to you uh, to check in. And it was funny because I, I walked in to check in and I, that's when I met you. And I was like in awe. I was like, oh, and you had your little fanny pack on and uh, you were saying hi to everybody. <laughs> well, you're, and, you're, uh, you're, killing, you're killing the mystique here now, <laughs> but but that's okay. You're a good company. Don cheap kills hotel, it all the time. Don. Cheap hotel and a fanny pack. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's all downhill from here. No. <laughs> and I remember uh, and we walked in and uh, that's when I met uh, Luke. Luke Zacharich is who I okay. fought on your card. Okay. And uh, he was on a tear at the time. And I was like, and I, I was in the mode of, oh, whatever. I don't really care at the time. I, I, you know, I didn't care who I fought, anything like that. Anyways, I walk into, uh, I, I remember walking into the, oh, geez. It just says lost danger zone. Yeah. In uh, June, June 2nd of 2007. Um, but yeah, they had, uh, what, what, I remember what, what, what seeing were you guys the, at? What 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 weight were you guys at? So he was one eighty five, and I was yeah. That's what I was wondering because I because I remember Luke was always a heavier competitor. I'm thinking, how could he? And, and I saw your stuff yeah. was at, at, at like middleweight one fifty five. I'm thinking, there's no way Luke weighed that kind of weight. <laughs> yeah, so. I weighed in fully clothed. Uh, I was I was fully clothed, holding a water bottle to make the minimum weight to qualify to fight Luke and I I was down for it and Luke comes over and he's so nice and he shakes my hand and he's like hey man how you doing and I was like how you doing he goes oh shoot you're tiny and I was like I was like whatever dude <laughs> like tried to be all big game in him uh-huh. uh and uh Luke's a killer like I mean all props to him and uh you know I walked in there and 
we, you know, I never fought in a square cage. I felt like I was in WWF at the time. Um, that was pretty cool. Uh, uh, well, but literally, most people had never was... been in, in, a, in a square cage before, and it's uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I literally, I built that cage. I, I'm, I'm not the welder, yeah. but, but it was my design because again, it was it. They were eight foot high yeah. uh, fencing section because most, if you look at like the UFC, yeah. it goes up six feet. Correct. And so all these six foot tall men, if you're walking by, all you yeah. see is this a part of their head. I always go. It looks terrible. I mean, if you're shooting the camera from the outside, yeah. why don't they just go up eight foot tall sections? So now you just see just that, that little exit and you can see right through the fencing. And I kept thinking it, it made sense to me. So I just made yeah. eight foot tall sections, but square cage was a whole lot easier to construct than it was an octagon at the time. So please oh, yeah. con Dude, continue was, though. It was I mean, funny I'm too, because I, I tell people. <laughs> Don said it or cheaper. No, uh, but. <laughs> It was crazy because I walked in and I was like, and I still to this, still to this day, I tell people about us. I fought in Dan Severin's square cage and they're like square cage. They're like, you weren't in WWF. And I go, no, no, no. This was a professional mixed martial arts yeah. fight. And they're like, huh? And they're like, where's the pictures? And I, I mean, that was before camera phones. That was before, you know, we were doing, you know, walking around with uh, readily available cameras. So if you have any pictures of that, I would love one. Um, I miss it. Uh, but no, it, uh, I ran it, I ran at Luke. I'll never forget. I tried to overhand ride him and double leg him and I grabbed his legs and he was so big. He literally just grabbed my head and said, no, smashed me down. Um, I tried to scramble up trying to wrestle him and he threw me in the corner and that's all she wrote. I got arm barred. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's out the window goes that one. But, um, I was, able, I was very fortunate when I signed with, uh, when I signed with world series of fighting, um, uh -huh. And originally, uh, Luke reached out to me on social media and he goes, look at us now. Look where we came from. Look at us now. And he was in the UFC at the time. And it was yeah. really cool to, uh, it, you know, really cool to just kind of get that, you know, proverbial fist bump from him. Just like, you know, and and we, you know, we didn't really we haven't really stayed in touch, but it was cool. It was like, you know, just reaching out and just saying, hey, man, what's good? You know, no, cool. like I said, Luke, Luke, Luke come from good families. He's a good, good guy. And uh very you good. Know, I, last I knew, he, he actually had a gym and stuff like that that was going um, in, oh, I believe it's back in Ohio somewhere. So I just, you know, the last couple of years, you know, especially through the COVID thing, a lot of things got shut down and, and I haven't been in touch with some people since that, that time frame. So I'm actually going to make, make a little note to reach out to look to see what, what's, what he's up to nowadays. Yeah. Well, send my, send, my, send my love and respect to him, please. Nice. Nice. Again, that was, well, I mean, well... Did, did you and I officially That was a lifetime meet? ago now. I was going to say, but did you we and I actually, actually meet at that time too? Yeah. Okay. We, we met We met at a table trying to collect my check uh, from you. And you... <laughs> that was a tougher <laughs> fight than that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, I should just, maybe I should just shut up now. <laughs> well, no. well <laughs> let's put it this way. Yeah. Data Way has a pretty deep pocket to reach into, not 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 just his, but when you look at the coppers right there, all, all that stuff was coming right out of uh, out of what Uno's fanny pack here. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, he came out of the fanny pack, and you broke yeah, the pack. Those T Rex yeah. arms going to get out to. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh my! So, a so now that you open Pandora's box. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh. 
How will I ever live this this legacy down here, Mr. Did, did, did the check I, I have tears on it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it please help on the yeah. memo line? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, please send donations. <laughs> please, please hold for two months. <laughs> <laughs> Moving no, along great, here now. Moving along here now. This is not. <laughs> this is not supposed to be a dance ever roast here right now. This is a. Uh, okay, we're here for Shane here right now. This is Shane's moment here. The expiring three, so this is hold for four. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, well, bringing up uh, a, a name of Norby. Uh, excuse me, your Norby, basically. Norby Lara. It, it was was a basically a godsend for you. Oh yeah, uh, man. So, uh, fast forward through my, you know, Marine Corps fighting career. Um, I, yeah, we'll, I fell into we'll, drugs. We'll, and come, we'll come back to that for, for sure. But again, just yeah. knowing that, uh, I just want to make sure we hit, hit certain yeah. high spots. We'll come back and we'll, we'll get, go, we'll come yeah. back to Dan Severs frugality, even at some other point too. So. No, it's, uh, so Norby, Norby was such a great person for me. Norby came into my life just completely random. He was an outreach coordinator at the time. Um, for a certain uh, project I won't mention anymore. I don't give them props. But, um, you know, it's uh, at the time they were a great organization and Norby worked for them. And, you know, he really did a really good thing. And uh, and it, for whatever reason, Norby, Norby, like he was that type of guy. He lost his arm. He got his arm ripped off when an RPG went through the window of a Humvee and hit his arm. So ripped his arm completely off. And the the his lieutenant in the front, other seat that was where the rpg diagonally went in lost her arm he lost his arm wild and uh so this guy you know and, and they I both, they and both he, but i mean but they both lived they both lived yes i mean you would think that the moment you lose that i mean you've got arteries stuff like that they you would thought that oh. they would have bled out yeah you would think and you know but today's technology and everything they saved them um and norby and the lieutenant uh i think she was a lieutenant they both actually worked for the same organization at the time. Um, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know her. I knew Norby. And uh, Norby really, you know, just came into, he, Norby came into Shane's life, like into my life big time when I was at a dark spot that many don't ever recover from. Um, and I actually led myself down the, the darkest of dark paths. And uh, Norby basically started calling my phone saying, answer it. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to drive down. I'll make you answer it. And I was like, yo, I'm sorry, but I, you know, I, you know, it's like that. You never want to get your ass kicked by one, uh, one-legged man. Like, you know, I didn't want to get my ass kicked by a one-armed man either. You know, that wasn't in my cards of life. So I, you know, I answered the phone. He got me plugged in with the right people and really uh, pulled my head out of my ass uh, proverbially, like, you know, to get on the right path of life um, and to get clean. Like I've been clean now since June 14th, 2009, because of Norby. I'll always attribute that to him. Um, when I made my world series of fighting debut in Las Vegas, I called Norby and I had him, I flew him to Las Vegas and I had Norby corner me. Um, you know, nice. really, really one of the most, it's one of the most honorable ways of me saying thank you to him is him walking me out, wearing the stuff, getting the whole experience of, you know, Ray Seppo's organization at the time and, and just really just kind of culminating everything that where I was to where I was and where I am now, you know, bringing that all there and saying, Norby, you got to carry me with. And uh, my corners, I had to tell one of my guys, I go, Hey, 
sit in the front row. I bought him a front row seat so he could yell, yell directions. So Norby could actually walk out with me. Um, and it worked out perfect that, uh, you know, it, you know, weird corner man, uh, can't really open a water bottle one arm, but, uh, you know, he was able to, he was able to put the ice pack back on my neck pretty well. So, but no, I love the guy, uh, you know, we, you know, he's a great family, my family man and always checks in on me. He's a great dude. Nice. I mean, is he still around? Is he still in, in your life even today or? He is, he is off and on. I mean, obviously, you know, our paths are kind of a little bit different. Well, again, the, yeah, he's I mean, a he, very he, he, uh, he was there for you man. And, and I, I, he was there for you in that dark spot, but now that life is moving, yeah. uh, thing, okay, I, I understood. Correct. Yep. Yeah, so it's always. Yeah, we're still friends. Oh, yeah, we, we've reached out to each other in a Yeah, but he's a, he's a, it's always good. I mean, anytime I'm in something, I can call him. Um, still to this day, I still text him whenever, um, you know, we're on, we're on the, we're on, uh, you know, social media together and stuff, but it, you know, he lives in Visalia, uh, California, great guy, you know, had love his wife and family. So always thankful. But you're saying that now that, uh, you no longer live in good old, uh, home family values, Wisconsin, you're now living in California and, uh, your shirt basically kind of says it all here right now of, uh, you know, some, one one of the things that you're probably about with, and basically you're just trying to bring more and more light to. Go ahead, I'll I'll turn I'll turn the platform right back over to you as to what 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 are you trying to do here, just to bring to people's uh, forefront to attention to uh, concerning parents of good values. I have to say it like that because there's yeah, there's a lot of people think that they think that uh, they're doing the right thing, but they're not. They're not doing the right thing by yeah. the children, by what they're, you know, the floor is yours. Oh, I'm with you. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. And, uh, you know, if you, if you, like my shirt says, save the, save our children, you know, it's, uh, you know, that today's youth and any youth, especially when we were all kids, I mean, you know, I was raised, you know, you're a man, you're a man, you know, you look between your legs, you stand to piss or you, you sit down to piss. Like, that's what you are. Like, live that. Um, you yeah. know, and that, that was something you know, I, I can go out, I can go out back and pee in my bushes. Can you, you know, like, okay, cool. Then you're a man, um, done <laughs> easy, easy peasy. Uh, and you know, this whole, you know, teaching kids that, you know, gender, whatever the frick that is. If you read my Instagram, it says, you know, uh, they make Instagram was telling me because I'm a verified profile. I was supposed to have, uh, pronouns and all that crap on there. So I wrote, I identify as a threat. My pronouns are trying me. I was like, that's the best you're going to get out of me. Um, you know, so if you want something, you got something. Um, and, uh, you know, just, I really look at it. Hey, by all means, use it up. And, uh, you know, you really, you really look at what they're doing to children. You look at my daughter, for instance, uh, you know, a, a boy had walked into a, a bathroom and she goes, daddy, why, why is that? I was like, Whoa, what? And she was in public school at the time. Then the lockdowns happened. I mean, You've never seen mass abuse of children more than in 2020 uh, into 2021, especially here in California. I mean, California, uh, you know, just the way the abuse is rampant um, with no studies. And then they were like, well, you got to wear a mask indoors, but outdoors they can play together. But when they go indoors, they got to be six feet apart. I'm like, who the frick is coming up with these, you know, rules, ideologies? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, my church was like, hey, we're starting a school to like 
basically get the kids away from that crap. And, uh, and I was like, I was like, yo, that's a good idea. So I, I hit up my kid's mom. We're not together. And I hit her up and her husband is amazing. He was a Marine as well. And I love the guy. And I go, Hey, here's my idea. And they're like, Whoa, you're on board with this. We want to pull her out of public school too. And put her in private religious school. I was like, done. Do they believe in mass vaccines? All that crap. They're like, no, they're saying that's none of that. And I was like, dude, let's get her there ASAP. Um, you know, it's it just, it's insane to see how parents are just like, yo, so-and-so is just an influencer on the internet or so-and-so. Yeah, sure. Let, let them abuse my child. And something I had said off the air, I, I walk into school board meetings and, and one thing that I, you know, I, I asked the school board uh, superintendent, I said, you know, what's the address for your house? And he, he goes, excuse me. And I go, yeah, I just need the address. So the next time somebody tries to abuse my child, they can come to your house and abuse yours. I mean, fair is fair. Right. And, oh man, I got a really cool shiny pair of handcuffs that day. Um, I got to, I got, I got to walk out. Um, I got, uh, I got barred. I got banned from uh, Delta airlines, American airlines in 2020. Um, what, what, yeah. Why, why on the airlines? I don't, I, I don't wear, I don't wear that face condom bullshit. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, but no, and and you know, not making my daughter when they tried to yell at my daughter, that was it. Uh, you know, traveling with her, that was that's all she wrote. Um, you know, it's it's crazy when you look at what people are doing to kids, and uh, you know, and then you look at in California for for prime example, they have books on how to be gay in in elementary schools, and it's like, what in the frick is going on? um how to how to how to how a boy is supposed to go down on another boy like dude moby dick was controversial was controversial when i was in freaking elementary school okay like that because it said dick on it nowadays they're like oh here's a, here it is right there front and center um you know and really just pushing forward to different school boards i went to um you know and i don't believe in this whole uh the whole you know, gender crap and no, you're a boy, you're a girl. There's just none of this in between crap. I don't believe in that. I, I, I'm a firm believer against it. Um, you know, I, I'm also, you know, very, you know, staunch on, you know, protecting the kids as, as, you know, let a kid be a kid. And these parents are getting these kids to have sexual surgeries, re, re, uh, reassignment surgeries, they call them. First of all, any doctor that, uh, that is, cool with that and performs that should just be lined up and shot behind the house like like a wood with a horse with a brick broken leg you know just take them out boom done it's way cheaper either that or a wood chipper um you know like these trans kids these trans uh or cross-dressing whatever the heck they are doing drag shows in the uh um in the schools like they should have a drag show entrance and like just put a wood chipper with some shiny little crap if you look at my instagram i have a picture of what it should look like and they should just jump in there that should be their vip entrance into the thing especially for any parents that support it they can just jump right in too um i'm i'm just i just can't believe that people are in today's world okay with their children not being kids they're they're forcing the kid they're like and it's almost you remember when when you know i i you look back and you're these kids are and they always say, don't live vicariously through your children. These mentally deranged parents are living 100% their derangement through their kids. Um, this, this world has become... Yeah, they're poisoned. Yeah. 100%. And, and these kids are so innocent. So what's, what's easier than jumping on, jumping on these kids 
and crap cramming all their psychological illnesses down their throat and making these kids believe that you know shit what what oscar the grouch got canceled like what the f- oh my gosh he got canceled? He like, yeah he got canceled oscar the grouch I, was too grouchy. he was he was my hero on sesame street <laughs> yeah right <laughs> He, he offended people. I, I just don't, I just don't understand. So, you know, you really, and it, it's crazy too, because I think, you know, this world, especially in California is not only under attack in, in like the earthly ways, but I mean, religion, whether somebody believes or not, religion is under the largest attack ever in history. Yeah. Um, the amount of the, you know, demonic stuff that's being crammed and being okayed. It's just wild to just, I don't know. I just sit back down and I'm just like, what in the frick? So like I have an 18 year old and I got a nine year old, uh, 18 year old boy, nine year old girl. My, my 18 year old son, he's going to do what he's got to do. At least he lives in a real state. He lives in Arizona. Um, you know, and he's, is, he's is, he, you know, is he graduated or is he still in high school? Just graduated high school. Yeah. I, I was out there. I was out there uh, two months ago for his graduation. Um, he graduated at the, at the uh, football stadium there in Phoenix um nice. trying to get him to go to college this year so he, i'm trying um you, you, you know, know i mean I, I, honestly just just as, just as, as a parent of, of children myself i would not advise them really going into college right away because most 18 yeah. year olds they really don't know what they want to do yeah, but that's true. have them go have them go get a job i would say by having that job so my son got, my son works yeah go ahead he works 40 hours a week. Yeah. So my son works 40 hours a week, sometimes up to 60 hours a week for a grocery store uh, for Kroger. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of that guy. He, he rides 11 miles one way on his bicycle each way to work, which is about an hour and a half of riding each way. So, I mean, I, you know, he's been doing that since he was in school uh, when he was in okay. the middle of senior year. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, you know, in the job. Okay, thing, that, that's just, I'm just always look at, teaching them a work ethic in, in the first place. I mean, my, my, my kids, they, they learn real quick to never say I'm bored around me. It's like, you're bored. <laughs> oh, let's, are you? <laughs> yes, let's, 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 let's go outside. And we'll, we'll find something to do here right now. And again, they're like, no dad. Because they'd be like, we're going to have a rock party. And they're, they're thinking music is up at that. Oh, sure. I'll turn on. I'll, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly I'll, what I'll turn on the radio, but we're, we're actually out there picking up rocks and stuff like that out of the, the yard and the field, stuff like that, so we're making it nicer. But uh, no, it, yeah, people. I I actually think there should be a, a certain there should be certain tests that people should take in order to be able or be allowed to even conceive a child. I I hate I hate, I hate to say that there, Shane, because the biggest I'm with you the the biggest epidemic. You know they they, they all talk about COVID. All through this two-year lockdown stuff, like they all talk about the COVID caper, the whole nine yards. That go. The biggest thing that that happened was how mental intelligence got lowered and lowered and lowered. I call it the biggest uh, disease was stupid assitis. It was it was just rampant that people's IQs just started just being lowered here right now. And I go. Don't stop lowering the bar. Let's start raising that bar back on up because I I can't believe what in that first segment just talking about physical fitness and what they're doing in our schools right now to teach about physical fitness. There is no 
If you go and watch a physical fitness class now, PE class, I'll bet you a quarter to one third of the class won't even dress out. And yeah. you'll never hear the words dodgeball being said there because no. there, there, there'll be nothing physical Finally. about that physical education aspect there either. I mean, here is here, okay, Shane. When's the last time that you ever ever heard about the Presidential Physical Fitness Awards? I had, I had I had four of those. I had four of those. All blue for kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. Those are not easy to get. They're, they're, those they're are not, not easy. again, and I think that no. they start those right around somewhere in that junior high type of a time frame there. That and there's yep. big every every uh every kid i knew wanted to win that and not all of you, you the physically fit people they're going to achieve those but you know are the heavy set kids going to no and then they're like no every, every you know they start coming everyone gets a medal everyone gets a trophy i go how how was that right i mean that's where again Thinking in the terms of a professional wrestler right now, manager or something like that, I like to get one of these heels that they just love being mean and stuff like that. And they have this, they got a big old rubber stamp with an L. And then they, all the kids that are losing, they go, hey, kid, come up here. I go, uh, you feel kind of bad that you lost, don't you? Stamp right on the forehead. Well, get out of here, you loser, because you did lose, you know. Come back when you, you know, but, but again, do it in a way. Well, I don't know if it's a, a good way to do that one right now, but that'd be great for a professional wrestling angle. That nevertheless, get a, get a lot of heat in today's world, especially if the show's oh, in, that'd be in California. But that would uh, you know, but but the thing is, why lower the bars? That's all we're doing. We're just continuing to lower the bar to where eventually you just want you to throw the bar on the ground. Let's just step on it. Have no yeah. none whatsoever, and be chaotic and chaos, and uh, let. Uh, stupidity and uh no rules and regulations take place but no there's there's got to be rules well it's like everybody. you know you got these and, and another thing another thing don likes uh got to bring up and i by the way don i'd love your interview with uh that girl from the ufc and she asked you about uh the youtube boxers <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you, yeah i love it. yeah you're you're uh and you go youtube boxer what are they boxing on the internet um but no it's uh you know, this weekend is, uh, I mean, Jake, Jake Paul is going to fight Diaz. And yeah. I don't think you realize you got a real fighter coming at you, my guy. Like, that's a guy that don't give a shit. And yeah. he's got, he's, he, he, I mean, he walks out of interviews because he doesn't give a shit about you and your little running your gums. Like, he's ready to fight. Like, this guy, this Saturday, I mean, he's, he's going to fight. You got a guy that's ready to go. So it's crazy. I, I think that's the same thing in the world. Um, you know, these parents are raising these kids and now they're getting 18, 19, 20 years old. I can't tell you, you know, I'm fully covered in tattoos and everything else. I drive, you know, I have nice vehicles. I, you know, a nice Harley and, and I drive around and I have a big, uh, let's go Brandon sticker on the back of my Harley Davidson. I got, you know, let's go Brandon on the back of my F-250 and my, my, and my, my Tesla has war rhino across it. Nothing says, you know, come pick a fight with me, you know, you, you know, Fafo, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in Fafo, um, you know, fuck around and find out. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a giver of many uh, disciplines, but no, they have uh, these guys, you know, they, they start running their gums and I'll just stare at them and I'm like, are you serious? 
like and people they're with are like oh shit they start seeing scars my ear and they're like yeah maybe we uh, uh you know no problem man <laughs> they'll walk away you know but, you know they're just it's just insane to think about and just see you know when i was a kid if you didn't show respect your parents beat your ass right um, exactly and and my, my parents used to encourage my mother my mother would encourage my friend's mother's to beat my ass if I swore or disrespected a female at their house. Um, I, I called a girl a bitch when I was 11 years old. I remember 11 years old because I got drugged by the ear over to said girl's house. My mom proceeded to say, tell it, call it to her again, right in front of the girl's parents. And uh, her dad's looking at me and this man was a Vietnam vet. He's staring at me. He's like, and I was like, oh shit. Like I knew I was screwed. And I said it, I said, you bitch. And my mom goes, soup, chancla off, and just proceeded to beat my ass as hard as she could with a leather sandal. And I'm laying on the ground crying. And my mom goes, don't cry now. You were mad enough to say it five minutes ago. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, I, to this day, though, I look back and people are like, oh, my God, that's child abuse. I was like, no, that made me really second guess, like, ever saying that shit again. And <laughs> made me respect my mom, made me respect women in a whole different world. And my mom proceeded to like pick me up and make me drink hot sauce. I was like, yo, what the fuck kind of punishment is this shit? That's some German shit. Like my mom, you're super, <laughs> I love her to death, but uh, you know, she, you know, she taught me numerous life lessons in a matter of a 10 minute span it, from respect to, you know, self-honor to honoring others. And it was like, thanks. Like, that's all I needed. Didn't do it again. I was I was good to go. <laughs> Pro probably the biggest lesson was there is repercussions for your actions, whereas most people, there are no repercussions. And I go, oh, really now? <laughs> I don't know what playground you're going to be on, but uh, let's play in the real world. And, like, you know, like the guy trying to point at, you know, trying to talk shit to Don at the UFC event. He's just trying to point his direction out the, out the stadium, trying to show him where to go. I mean... The guy, guy just happened to he. In the, the guy tried to hit Don's hand. Yeah. I saw it. I did too. Violent guy, guy, guy had problems. Very violent. I can't believe he would do that to you, man. And, you know, my hands are fragile. You know, I mean, just, yeah, I, dude. I used to make, you know, I, I, I paint. You know, I mean, um, you know, make clay, make clay, um, figurines too. You know, so they're very important to me. <laughs> I'll buy one. <laughs> Side hustle. So, sorry, Don. I couldn't keep a straight face on that one. I, go, eh, I tried. I I'm like, I'm like Hunter Biter. I'm a painter. <laughs> $500,000, you know. So. Oh, you, you must. Your hands you, are, you, wait, are, are, you, are you somehow related to uh, Biden right there? I mean, isn't he buying his son's uh, uh, artwork for those uh, that kind of money? Huh? The Chinese are. The Chinese are paying that. Oh, well, yeah, I forgot who. who Not was, him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. The world The world is a pretty screwed up place right now. We're just bringing in all kinds of people. Yeah, we're, this cheering, we're cheering this bastard. And we're not going to get away with it. And then we're, we're, we're crucifying the only honest man to be in D.C., you know? President Trump. Yep. Everybody else is just. Yeah. It's funny how the date, I mean, one of the most secure buildings in the world and a little uh, uh, 
yeah. John Jones candy gets found in a freaking secure room. Right. And uh, they magically don't know where it came from. But yeah. yet they know that Trump worked with the Russians. Like, <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> oh, that's, why, that's, why the uh, yeah. that's why the investigation took five years, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for something that's you know already gone and yeah, I don't know. I that's another. Yeah, that's a that's a fun one. Yeah, it's just, it's a joke, and you know, and we're putting up with it. That's the biggest. That's the saddest thing about it all is that we're allowing it to happen, and um, you know, we're shutting up about it um, because because we're. We're afraid, you know, uh, you know, Biden, Biden's bullying everybody, you know, so you say something, I'll throw your ass in jail, you know, so yeah, he's terrified. Well, case in point, look at the, look at the poor Marine and uh, the Marine veteran in New York City. Right. Uh, right. Guys trying to attack people on a freaking subway, he puts them in a rear naked choke and the guy passes away. I'm sorry. Bad. He felt like his fucking life was in danger. He yeah. was not only saving himself, but he's saving others. And then you're going to try to put him in prison for life for murder. Oh. Like, the fuck? Like, sorry, sorry, guy. You look like a really upset man. Please don't hurt me. I'm just going to sit over here. You know, like, I, I, I'm white. It's all my fault. I know it is. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, it's, 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 uh, this, the, the ideology of victim mentality has, uh, has really gone crazy. I mean, San Francisco just announced that uh, they're gonna they're gonna give two hundred fifty thousand dollars reparations to every single black person or something like that. I'm gonna go identify as black here in a minute. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, right, I'm gonna go take that up. Uh, you know, anything for a side hustle. But it's just it it's like it, you're talking two humans ago, three humans ago was was three, slavery. Three generations. Yeah, three humans ago. Yeah, three generations. And, it and was these only- guys don't even. It was only for three humans, too. It was only 90 years in the United States. Yes. You know, it wasn't yeah. 400 years, 500 years, all that bullshit. It was 90 years. No, and, and, it did, we've been longer and, without slavery than when we had slavery. Correct. And, you know, and, and I'm a big fan. You actually, you know, let's unpack that for a hot second. I'm a big fan of reparations that are being paid by those responsible. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go all in on that on this podcast right now. I'm going to say I'm a, Big fan of reparations being paid by those responsible. So then right. we have to go back to if you were if you were the so, victim, not not because your grandfather yeah. was a victim. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I you know what, Don? Let's let's be nice. Let's give it even to the grandkids. Let let's let's pin it on those responsible. Okay, so who brought slavery to America Dutch, and Dutch implemented and it? Yeah. Spanish the Democratic Party. Yeah. The Democratic Party. So no problem. Yeah. You, have Biden ran take out his account, you know, yeah. he's a hundred million dollars from the Russians and the Ukrainians and everybody yeah, else. They got the it. Chinese. <laughs> he's got plenty of money. Let him pay him off. It's so crazy. Yeah. But you know, they, they always say like this big party switch and all this and that like, it's never switched. Like it's hogwash. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy, but like you said, you know, and it's just like the world today is all about, well, well, this happened. Well, yeah, it did. Did it happen to you? Right. So shut the you know, shut the front door, dude. Like, it it didn't happen to you. I mean, I could cry. I you know, I I come from uh, German German uh, um, ancestry. German ancestry and 
Yeah, a very strong German heritage. Um, I could cry that, oh, well, the Russians killed my people. Well, Russians need to pay me. Okay, well, my people also murdered a shit ton of Russians and Jews. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, like, how far do you want to go with this? Like, we could go down this, you know, it's just, it's stupid, you know, and, and not saying most... I, I know a ton of African-American individuals that think this is absolute hogwash is bullshit. And, you know, I think the BLM movement is absolute bullshit. It's, it's all, it's, it's a, it's a money grab conspiracy theory. That's why they're getting money and they're now uh, filing for bankruptcy. Um, but uh, that's, that's another, you know, thing. The, the one group of people I think in this, in the United States that deserves any sort of reparations, like, and this is all honesty. This isn't a joke. This isn't anything. There's one group of people in America today that actually deserves some sort of reparations. That's the Japanese Americans from World War II that were put into put into camps, confinement camps. Um, and if, if anybody's going to get some sort of cash, they should get something as a as a sorry uh, being put in those camps um, because of you know the idiot homelanders that uh, decided you know uh, to bomb America and, and take it on. But uh, okay, it, but why 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 don't they complain? That's the question. Why don't oh. they complain? because they believe that they are moved forward and they're big they're big kids that took a step and guess what they're all successful they all push forward they believe in hustling they don't live in the past and cry about what happened they so you could you know that you there's three things in life what happened what is and what will be and they they live on what is and what will be they do not go to the past now do we study it do we know about it I mean, I don't know if they even do that in school anymore, um, which is really sad. But I, most people probably don't even know there was actual concentration camps in America uh, because that's how ignorant people are in school these days. Um, but, you know, and, and people hear the word concentration camp, they think like gassing Jews. But that's not true. Like that was just an extra that Hitler had to put on the, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. on the cake. Um, but you know, they, there was camps, there was actual confinement camps, concentration camps in America, right here outside Tucson, right here outside Tucson. Yes, there was big ones out out in Arizona. That was some of the biggest ones. And, uh, you know, they just, people don't know that, but they don't cry about it. They're not, they're not burning down city halls. They're not burning down cities. Uh, you know, a good, uh, a good friend of mine, um, you know, you, you look at this Jason Aldean song that came out, you know, and came out six months ago and a couple weeks ago, everybody decided to cry about it after it was already on the billboards top list. Like wait, what, what? Uh, because he had real video footage. So I posted a, a picture and Don, I think you actually liked it on my Instagram. And it was, uh, it was, a uh, of Kyle, Kyle, uh, Rittenhouse, who's a friend of mine. And I, you know, we, we follow each other there on uh, social media and, uh, I posted it said, I remember what happened when they tried it in a small town once. I said, I'm old enough to remember what happens when they try it in a small town. And, uh, you know, I'm from Wisconsin. I'm born and bred. And I, I you know, it's, uh, you know, Kyle, you know, a lot of people gave that man hate. And I'm like, for what? That man should be given a presidential award and get a yearly salary for killing a pedophile and a, and a convicted, you know, a convicted sexual predator. Um, they, that, that man should be like gold should be laid out you know, on a street for his life. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's crazy because everybody's like, but he, he shot him. I'm like, uh, they swung at him with a gun and a skateboard. You damn right. He shot him. Yeah. Uh, she shot him twice. Like, 
yeah, like darn, he he missed. He the it the sad thing is the asshole's still alive. You know, he just got his arm blown out. But you know, what are you gonna do? It's it's just it's crazy if you kind of look at all the way life is. You know, Dan, and it's just ugh. yeah. No, I mean <laughs> it's uh, I I. I, I... Shane, you're 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 speaking to Don and Dan here. I mean, I mean, I, honestly, it's uh, you know, I grew up in that that same type of uh, environment that you're talking about, and uh, you know, I I remember being delayed one day uh, to go to school. Um, we had we had just picked up a, a new milking cow, and it and it was tied up yeah. out on a, a a fencing rail type area, and. Uh, a trucker car came by, spooked it, and it basically it somehow jumped over the fence, and basically, well, it 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 basically hung itself. Okay, it hung itself. So yeah. we had to stay home. We had to stay home and and literally butcher the cow because we're not gonna let the meat go to, go to waste. We're gonna butcher butcher cow. No, so that goes in the freezer. My my, my mother wrote a note. Please excuse. Dan, uh, Dave and Dan, as that was my older brother from from school, school yeah. we had a we had a death in the family, and we had to butcher it. <laughs> so I mean, by the, 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 school, the, the no. school, the school, the school principal come to know the family pretty quickly. That I thought, who who's this person that, that that writes notes like this for their? My mother had quite the sense of humor uh, to her. I still remember distinctly one day. I'm probably in high school at this time, freshman, sophomore. And I'm I'm just having kind of a, a, a pissy day. And I'm and I'm yeah. complaining to my mother. Well, uh, my mother's across she, the big counter and she's got this big butcher knife and she's she's slicing up big slabs of meat and stuff like that, just cutting up on this. And I, I got mouthy and all of a sudden without a flinch, she reaches over that blade and slaps it. Bam! Just slaps me on, on, on arm and and then goes right back to work. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, Mom, you could have. And she looks at me. She points me, points that knife at me. She goes, I could have, but I didn't. Now, did I? And, and I go, Woo! Yeah. So again, just like going, Mom kept the real. Pops kept the real. It's kind of like going. You kind of knew where you stood at all times. I mean, if if they're a little disappointed into you, they're not going to say, Oh, take a timeout, little Billy. Yeah. Yeah. There's no timeout. <laughs> There's no stress yeah. cards in our childhoods. Yeah. Yeah. Your your timeout might be uh go uh go shove the, 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 the cow pins out, go shove the pig pins out, you know. I mean, but that you know, the spring ritual cleaning cow pins, pig pins. I mean, <laughs> uh most people will never understand that uh luxurious, you know, smells and uh you know smells so good. Take, oh, take yeah. a timeout, take a timeout to include dinner. You know, that's well. I mean, I, I hell, I remember sitting out there and eating a sandwich because it's kind of like going, you know, they really don't have no true lunch break with it. It's just kind of going, just pull yeah. a glove off, you eat, eat whatever, send put your, your glove back send, on, go send your ass to bed without dinner. You know, shit, do that now. Oh, I've had that, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, there was no, there was no child protective service. I remember I tried to threaten my uh, my mom got remarried to my stepdad who's a pile of absolute dog shit i'm glad he's dead um but don't, he don't don't, don't, don't sugarcoat you, this shade i mean i kind of feel like you're holding things back yeah yeah you really you know, I'm, I'm really but, trying to just hold back <laughs> <laughs> i'm really, really trying to be nice here um 
you know, he was just an abusive prick that, you know, thought that, you know, there's a difference between putting somebody in line and beating the shit out of somebody for no reason. And he thought he was tough. Um, when I was 12 years old, I think that was my introduction to fighting. Um, I had enough of watching my mom getting beat up. Uh, I was, I was at my mom's house at the time and my mom, he was beating up my sister, my mom. And I'm a little guy at 12 years old. I was wrestling 103 pounds. And I was wow. like, I was like, all right, you want to play games? I walked out in the garage and I grabbed it. I grabbed a uh, driver for the, for golfing. And I walked inside and I was like, what's up? Ow! Cracked him, dropped him. And, uh, yeah, he ends up calling the cops on me, and I got arrested. I that was my first stint in jail. Uh, Twelve years okay, old. How old were you? And, uh, <laughs> we, how old were you? Twelve. Holy moly! Yeah, I was twelve. Yeah, you know, I but that was my first stint. I was like, I knew then that you know it. Uh, and my mom, you know, for reasons you know of threats from my from my stepdad at the time and, it, and all that crap, she didn't even come to my aid, and uh, my old man found out about it. And, you know, these threats started from my stepdad, you know, I'm going to kill him and da, 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 I'm going to beat him up and all this crap. The day he turns 18. I remember when I emancipated, uh, emancipated when I was 17 so I could join the Marine Corps. And uh, my, my old man showed up and my old man showed up with a couple buddies and he goes, hey, Mike, come on outside. Let's let's talk. <laughs> my old man, you know, you got to you got to you got a hardcore, you know, Vietnam vet sitting out there and he's like come on outside. He was a biker gang member from Vietnam all the way through the nineties. And, you know, part of the, uh, outlaws versus hell's angel wars of, uh, exploding people's cars, everything in Chicago and Wisconsin. And, uh, he's like, come on outside. I just want to talk to you. I heard you want to beat up Shane. He's like, he's standing right here. He's free game. Beat his ass. He goes, I just want to see it. <laughs> I'm like, Oh shit. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, please don't want my dad's going to put a bullet through you. Like you walk outside First, you're going to get your ass beat, and then you're going to get a bullet. And my dad don't care. And <laughs> that's all I could think about. But, you know, I, I look at, I think that really made me respect. And like you were talking about earlier, that made me, that was a time at 12 that made me know right then and there, you always have to stand up for those that can't stand up for themselves. And that's kind of where I'm at in today's world. Um, you know, and another thing you said, too, is like, you know, people talk, but they don't realize there's repercussions that come with your words. And, you know, you can write, you can write a check of all this shit you want. Yeah. yeah cash. But I'm the asshole that'll cash it. Right. <laughs> and I, I may, I may lose that fight. I'll make you realize, you know, I, I, uh, I double legged a guy in a bar once that you don't, you never want to get double legged in a bar or a head kick. Those are two really embarrassing things. Um, you know, and he, he decided he was going to, it's, it's uh, tough to, it's tough to show your face around there anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you, you remember you're, uh, yeah, I was with, I was with some uh, pretty prominent fighters. Uh, we were at this bar and PB bar and grill. And one of the fighters now was with a porn star. Now he's in prison for life. You might know the name, um, but we were all, we were all down a uh, war machine. Uh, <laughs> we we're all down in a bar and, you know, some stuff went on and um, this is years ago. And these guys decided that uh, that these college kids thought it was really funny to uh, start talking shit to us and then also start abusing, you know, talking down to women. And we were like, hey, you can talk all the shit you want to us, but you leave them alone. And uh, they were just rap, 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 rap. And I was like, no. And I walked up and the guy, I don't know why. I was always a little guy in fighting. I was always, you know. Uh, I was always the littler guy and these guys are big 70, 85 pounders. And, and they always, 
all the big dudes like to just come up to me and I'm like, cause they thought it was going to be an easier fight. They didn't realize I was the wrestler of the group, not the striker. So I'm like, well, I'm not hitting you in the face because you punch me, it's going to hurt, but I'll double leg the shit out of you and drop you on your skull. <laughs> you know, it's like, exactly. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that's how it all started. I, 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 I always say that you're going to prove Newton's law of gravity. Whatever goes up must come down. You know, that's all. Amen. Amen to that. You know, you, you high crotch somebody in the middle of a bar. You, you've never, you never heard a man squeal until they start flying through the air and they don't realize what's going on. And they're, they're wondering, I mean, it's, it's funny. They're not as versed as to know to tuck the head and roll because they're going to go finger yeah, pop no. and face face no, they plant. They go like this. They go what? Yeah, exactly. Face <laughs> plant. They, oh yeah. yeah no, nobody, uh... Nothing. Nothing puts an exclamation point on a bar fight like a back to belly suplex either. Those are really fun. Um, yeah, you just 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 to just to make sure you drive the point home. Even the bouncers don't want to mess with. You. They're like, can you please just leave? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> like. Well, I'll say that in, in most bar settings, though, there is a bewitching hour, like called closing oh, yeah. time. Closing time is a very bewitching time frame because now, you know, uh, are you going home with someone or are you not going home with someone? Are you just going home with your drunk buddies or whatever? I mean, there, there's, there's a real fine line to where you can see the desperation in people's eyes. You know, uh, I and mean, that's every bartender's, every bartender's, that, that's the that's touchy part at that point. That going, how do we get them all out of here without uh, fights taking place? You know, yeah, no, and I, I saw, I saw a shirt. It's funny, you, you brought up another thing about people, you know, not realizing how, how they're just talking stupid and nobody can understand them. Saw a shirt online the other day for sale, said, No hoblo el fuctardo. And I was like, wow, okay. Uh, don't speak fuck Tardo. And I was like, that is a perfect shirt for both of you. I saw that. I was like, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought about today when when I when I knew I had this uh when I had this podcast. Oh, I, was yes. like, I was like, that that is a perfect shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you know, like I said, it's a you know, we Don Fry and I we're, we're just fine. It's kind of like going, it's kind of like going, if we get to canceled, right? We get canceled, you know, we'll we'll, we'll find other ways to get our voice out there you know we're, we're, we're just fine we're not going to compromise we're ourselves we don't, we don't have title to. to another show <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do miss i do miss the fireside talks though don <laughs> i do too yeah we're gonna... uh, the fire the fireside talks were something else those those were that was a that was a great uh little segment yeah, the the whole fireside talks <laughs> thanks thanks yeah we're we're uh Stuart wilson he was the guy whose idea that was producer and so we're talking about bringing that back you know oh absolutely yeah you come, up, come up with the money you know yeah uh, you know we find a find a couple of advertisers you know um so we're hoping hoping pbr will you know get on this pro bull riding you know i mean yeah. i think it goes hand in hand with it oh yeah i mean we we can't have we can't have uh you, you can't have dan severin's uh fanny pack talks those don't those don't hit the same no, they don't. Uh, not quite there, you know. Unless, unless you're making yeah, s'mores, no. you're roasting <laughs> s'mores, you know, in the fireplace. <laughs> oh, here he goes. He's going for it. Hey, I still okay. I, I am not. I am not afraid to let some people know. Yes, 
they 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 want to they want these two guys want to talk shit about dad server. Dad server is proud of his fanny pack. He has is a that, right is here. That, yeah. Is that a seatbelt extension like, on that thing? I may I may want to wear it right here to the rest of the podcast. Right now, put put it right on the shoulder. Yeah, you know. That one of those seatbelt extensions, you know, like on the airplane. <laughs> they come up with that three foot piece of <laughs> for those uh those rotund people. Yeah, you guys want to talk talk some shit here right now. I'm just let's keep it real. Yeah, yeah, come on. And you tell the truth, you get sandwiches in that then Oreo cookies and sandwiches. Well, I probably do have a few treats in there, you know. You know, Wait, I saw you. I saw those receipts. He's trying to get those tax exemptions. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yes. Guido Guido Sarducci brothers, they're the they're, they're the best uh best tax guys I know. You never see him move so fast as when the wind catches one, you know. <laughs> Going across that park. Yeah. Wait, wait a wait a second. We're we're losing the course of this uh of this interview right now. Let's we're we we have got to shift the wind back up this way right now. Come on now, Mr. Fry. You know, what's wrong with you? You dumpster diving for receipts, you know. So. <laughs> Who's got a dumpster dive? Can't I just make up some new ones on my own? Come on. I don't yeah. know. You get that machine going again yet? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. the, old, the old printing press. <laughs> See what I have to I have to contend with here, Shane. Uh, every every at least once a week, at least once a week on this, and then then, then I have the audacity. I'm a glutton for punishment. I usually call him. Once or twice in between that time frame, just for yeah. a little bit more, you know, a little sporadic punishment here. Motivation. Right? He's looking for motivation. Oh, no, oh, motivation. Don, See now, Dan and I, Dan and I had a good conversation in San Diego, uh, and uh, he was out here, and we were we were chatting, and your fanny pack came up, and uh, we were talking about how you were like trying to get in there and find your checkbook there for a minute. And he goes, oh, I can't wait for this one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's down at the bottom, you know, and oh, the light, the light, close it up. <laughs> so uh, oh. anyway, uh, where are we going so from anyway. right now? Okay, well, well, Shane, uh, what kind of great projects do you have coming on up? What are what are some of the newest goals on, on Shane's uh horizon here right now man i funny enough so new goals on my horizon so i i have a i have a 501c3 nonprofit that i'm still pushing forward with um that helps uh give military veterans with ptsd law enforcement officers ptsd battered women and children uh from battered homes uh free jujitsu for life so you're really just trying to push forward with that really just bring awareness to that um, is there, is there and, a title and get these guys in. is there a title for yeah just alliance East Lake foundation yeah alliance east lake foundation so you know, just really trying to push forward and make sure these guys get the uh, jujitsu saves lives. You know, I, I know wrestling saves lives, but I can give them a little bit extra and choke somebody. I mean, nothing, nothing says, you know, uh, good mental health therapy, like choking your best friend, um, especially when choke, you're coming choke out. Choke them like, out, arm bar them, leg lock them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It all works the same. Yeah. You know, it's really well, cool, you know. You know wrestlers are twisted people to begin with, but 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 what, yeah. literally when you get into jujitsu, they're literally twisted people. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. So, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in folding, uh, full grown people in, uh, in, I, I like folding my laundry with people inside of it. That's my, that's my belief. So, you know, they have, uh, 
you know, I'm doing that. I, uh, I, I have some stuff in the works right now for a political run coming up. Uh, that'll be to, uh, well, really for you, you know, for an office for me. of sorts. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I nice. want to shake, I want to shake it up, you know, bring in somebody with some balls and some real masculine energy and really just shake it up, shake up, you know, really just, you know, try to give California a sack between their legs again. I'm, I'm I'm glad that you you use that because I told Don Fry I said I said the two two props I'd like us to, to get in here is a, a a backbone so we could say the two things that are lacking for most politicians is a spine and yeah. a set of balls. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's like you know, you just I wanna I wanna be able to do more. I I think that's my calling in life. Is you know I think I've I've done a lot in and speaking and being an advocate and all that. It's all fine and dandy, but it's what do you do with it? I mean, at the end of the day, it's falling on deaf ears. Um, it's a matter of, you know, working your way through the system and getting in there and getting in that seat, uh, uh, being able to actually do something positive with it. And I think that's that's kind of my calling. Um, I'm not going to really say right as of right now what what avenue I'm taking. But, you know, there's there there is a group around me that already that we're already kind of exploring a few options and just, just trying to just trying to worm worm a uh, conservative way into the uh you know the liberal stronghold that is uh california but getting in there and really just making a difference and you know and and getting another platform to uh talk about you know saving saving today's youth and really just putting stuff on the map uh other than that man i've just i'm still uh still recovering from uh uh my broken neck that I, I had fused a year ago. Um, I had to retire out of mixed martial arts a year ago. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, I got well, how'd you break, how'd you break in there? past that uh, car accident, man. So I, uh, okay. it was real unfortunate. I, I, I grabbed the steering wheel. I reached down to uh, scratch my ankles, uh, scratch my ankle. I was after practice and got rear-ended my head. I went backwards, went forward, hit the steering wheel here hit the steering wheel, my head snapped down. And that was all she wrote, um, jacked up my neck real bad. So it, uh, you know, I had to get it, I had to get a, a fusion and cage through a, a, a tracheotomy fusion and cage in my neck. So ended up forcing me out just because of there was multiple, multiple levels that had to be fused. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, CSAC and NSAC said, you know, we, we can't approve you anymore. So that really took some sail out of my wins. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of trying to get into the, you know, representing some fighters and really just, cause I know what it takes, uh, you know, in the game, I know avenues you need to approach and, you know, having, having a thief in your pocket, that's just after cash isn't, isn't not the way to uh, approach this stuff. Yeah. So I'm just man, trying to be a new, a new fresh air. Yeah. Just trying to be a fresh breath air for these fighters, not charging 20% and all that shit. Like that's all garbage. Um, and I, I, I don't need it. I, I own a very successful construction company, um, you know, and I have other stuff in the works, but yeah, my life's always, I'm an ever evolving creature. I'm like that damn caterpillar that just keeps rehatching and, and keeps becoming new. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you have to, I mean, in, in today's world, you have to create your own opportunities. And there's some, I mean, especially with all the technology that is there available at your, at your fingertips now. I mean, there are so many things that you can do and so many different people that you can you can reach out to yeah. yeah so no good for you i'm glad that you are pursuing something like this we just need more good people that are out there doing things that are going to impact the world and again to help raise the bar stop lowering the bar 
raise that bar. Yep. Now, now, Dan, you're going to need somebody to call the stress card out, you know, shit. You know, expect, <laughs> expect too much from people. Expect individualism, you know, think for themselves and, you know, be responsible for themselves. Can't have that. Not, not, not in today's uh, communistic uh, society. Well, I, I still hey. have this word called hope. I got I got a I got a safe full of uh fafo right there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, welcome to welcome to that's not a small safe. Uh, oh, dude, yeah, that's, the, a good one. that's a good one, yeah. Yeah, they it's it's funny and uh especially in in California, they everybody's so butthurt or everything offends you. Um yeah. geez, uh the other the other the uh uh what a year or two two or two years ago or geez now it's 2019 i was wearing a shirt and it said uh it had a polar bear you know coca-cola holding two cans of coca-cola it just didn't say coca-cola and it said i effing love coke on it <laughs> and this lady comes up and she lost it on me and she's like you're promoting drugs like whoa i just love coca-cola <laughs> like wow and you know, I wear some pretty, uh, uh, my friends call them my traveling shirts because I travel so much. I have a, I have a plethora of traveling shirts. I have one that says on vaxxed and thriving. Oh, the stewardess love that one. Um, I have uh, the only good Taliban's a dead Taliban Dakota Meyer shirt. Um, I have my 0% liberal shirt that I wear all the time. Um, I wear that on there. My FAFO. I have one that says now, is that, is, that, that uh, is that in rainbow colors? Uh, that zero percent uh, liberal is that is that rainbow colors too? Uh, <laughs> I mean, black and white, my friend, black and white. And then I got a, um, I have a, I have one that I got that's all bubble letters that looks friendly, but it says "fuck around and find out" and all multicolored bubble letters. I wear that one. I, I, you know, I got one that says uh, "shoot your local terrorist." Um, I wear that one around and. Uh, they and uh, another one that says uh, uh, "slaughter your local pedophile," and oh. I'll wear that on the plane. Oh, they where'd you get that? Like, dude, uh, that one was made. The shoot your local uh, pedophile that or the terrorist one that's from uh, uh, Combat Iron. Uh, the the it's a, a combat veteran owned company, yeah. And they still have sweatshirts and t shirts. Yeah, Combat Iron makes that. The the slaughter your local pedophile that was made. My buddy made like ten of them. Um, and we wear those. But, uh, yeah, try and make some more. Send it to me, man. All right. Yeah, they have. Uh, they've asked us. Uh, it's funny. The airline. Uh, that's this one of the reasons why I got asked to uh, never, never get on American Airlines flight. They asked me to turn it inside out, and I refused. Nothing in their rules says that I. I didn't. I just. What do you, I said? What do you support? You, to me, you're, you're, you're clothes. I mean, it's as long as you, as long as like you, know, you walk in these restaurants, it's like. No shoes, no shirt, no service. I mean, like, okay, I, I follow your guidelines. I mean, if you guys, if you guys look at my Instagram. I'm not one that I'm not shy with being ninety percent nude in my life. Um, I played a celebrity softball game last year on ESPN, and uh, the producers were pissed because they kept coming in the locker room, and I was wearing those American flag uh, uh, silky trunks, the real short ones, the four inch inseams. And uh, I was walking around the locker room with nothing but a bow tie on. And they're like, hey, put on a shirt before you walk out there. You got to have your jersey on. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I waited and I put two beer cans in my one hand and I had an American flag bat. And I took the Texas hat, put it backwards, and I had my pit vipers on. And I waited 
and I heard the national anthem. They said, please stand for the national anthem. Here comes Shane from the outfield <laughs> running out in the Texas Rangers stadium to the lineup, carrying beer cans, like nothing more American in these booty shorts. And I'm standing there on ESPN and it's cameras key. And you see the producer like freaking out. And I was like, I was like, this is America. And I played the entire game like that. And I tackled uh, Glenn, Glenn Gronkowski tried to tackle me at first base. It was a, it was a blast. It was, a, it, was it was just <laughs> comical. But afterwards the producers are like, you'll never play this game again. You'll never play. You'll never play. Bummer. And uh, it's funny because I'm, I'm playing in Texas on uh, November 3rd. Uh, you probably got, you out. probably got all kinds of offers to come and play at games. Oh just yeah. Just because of that. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they were like, dude, this guy loves America, you know? And uh, it, that's, that's what it comes down to is, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm a firm believer, you know, we, the people, you know, I have, I have my battle flag, you know, my 1776 battle flag on my arm. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer, you know, in, in the U S constitution. I, I love, you know, just, I stand, I bleed red, white, and blue. And if you, if you, if you think you're going to disrespect my flag, I, I'd love to talk to you about it. Cause uh, I talk with my hands and I'll, I'll, I'll gladly disciple you. Yep. No bite. I'll, I'll point, I'll point the said, direction I'll, out the door. <laughs> Point to uh, I just say a, a, amen to all that. I mean, it's uh, yeah, we we believe in, in all the same things. But well, Shane, do you want to promote any? Uh, I mean, how people can get in contact with with you to either help you with your with what your some of the projects that you're working on, maybe throw some donations your way, or or just again just looking just to help because they they like what you stand for and, and what you're trying to do. So if you guys want to donate, uh, you know, I always say, you know, you, you got to pick nonprofits that are good, that do good things in this world. And there's a lot of shit nonprofits um, that that are just money grabs for the people. I would mm -hmm. love to give a huge shout out to a nonprofit that means everything to me. It's MVP, Emerging Veterans and Players, Jay Glazer and Nate Boyer. Uh, Jay Glazer, you might know him from the NFL Network, uh, you know, Entourage. He's He's been around. Nate, Nate Boyer. Uh, you know, played in the NFL, has a Super Bowl ring, also was a, you know, in the uh, U.S. Army Special Forces, two amazing individuals. Please, if you want to donate to an organization that saves military men all over the country, men and women, and gives them an opportunity to work out, like we've been talking about in this podcast, gives them an opportunity to sweat, kills them responsible, gets them active, um, you know, which helps with your mental psyche, your heart, your physical, everything. MVP, merging veterans and players, please go out and donate. I don't need donations from, uh, you know, you, you find folk. I, I really appreciate it. I have other avenues. Um, you know, God bless on that. And I appreciate it. Uh, other than that, to get a hold of me, uh, my my Instagram is war, W-A-R, and then underscore rhino, R-H-I-N-O. Nice and easy, war rhino. Uh, I'm the only I'm the only goofball holding my own name plaque uh, in front of the Bellator, in, in front of the... Uh, in front of the Bellator banner. Yo, no, my, me, my, nickname, uh, my nickname was Love Rhino. Oh, shit. Anyways. So moving along here again, as you're, as you're saying. <laughs> but no, it's uh, <laughs> War. <laughs> so anyways, War Rhino. Uh, and you'll know it's me because there's a big picture of me and Kyle Rittenhouse right in the front of my Instagram that is uh, nice and tagged. But um, other than that, you know, just, you know, stand up for your rights. Uh, you know, if you, if you don't fight for your rights, you'll lose them faster than yeah, they absolutely. were ever written. So yeah, our our forefathers, yeah. 
hundred percent. Our forefathers, you know, they signed a uh, bill of treason um, on July 4th, 1776 uh, with the know-how that they were dead. They were signing their own death warrant that day uh, on July 4th, 1776. And, you know, you look back and the, they didn't care. They did that for us. And, uh, and people just spit on that nowadays. There were guys, there were guys, excuse me, sorry. There were guys that, um, were equal, uh, to being billionaires, you know, millionaires, billionaires in that group, but a couple of them were billionaires and they lost everything. Yep. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's crazy. They, but they didn't care. You know, uh, you know, and you got you got people they're like, like Trump. They're like Trump. Trump put it all yeah, on yeah. the fucking line for us. Yeah. And you know, a lot of us center our ass and not appreciating what he's doing. Getting on it. And I, I really look at that and I'm like, you know, could can you could you look at John Hancock, who made damn sure the British could read his freaking signature? Right. He made good and damn sure he was like, here you go. And he was one of the guys that you were talking about, Don. That that was equivalent to a billionaire at the time, and uh, he lost everything. He was homeless, got stripped of all his titles, his land, everything, and he didn't care. And he said, "Hold my beer, let me sign my name to where you can know that I signed this." And he did it. So I could never look at those guys in the face in in the next life and be like, "Hey, I didn't stand up and fight for what you guys fought for." Um, I also can't I can't look at my kids. Um, I can't look at my daughter and give her a kiss on the forehead at night and give her a hug and kiss unless I know that I'm standing up for every damn child out there, you know, and just remember this, all this trans movement bullshit that's going on and all this mental ideology, dumbassness um, in the world. In the Bible, there's many mentions of Adam and Eve there. It's mentioned numerous times, Adam and Eve in the garden, Adam and Eve here, Adam and Eve never said Adam and Eve who used to be Steve or any other variation of that. And anybody that thinks that there's every any anything different than that, you are absolutely incorrect. You are also mentally ill. And if you believe that, you know, uh, you know, putting these kids into these situations is okay or all this, you know, all this crap, pedophilia, all that crap. Um, you know, down at local Home Depot or you know, Menards, they they sell these really cool things. They're called wood chippers. Just go start one up and just jump in that bad boy. I'll pay the I'll pay the I'll pay the cleaning fee. It's not a big deal, but other than that, it's all good, man. That's my piece. Absolutely. Where's, where, where's your drums there, Mr. Fry? You got to go. <laughs> no, I believe in it, man. Uh, no, no, it's, it's good. I mean, Shane, I, again, you, you keep, you're you preaching to the choir here when you talk to Don and myself. We, yeah, you know, I appreciate I, it. Said, on, on that note, just, just say amen to all of that. You know, so yeah. just you know where where we come from. So, oh Shane, I tell you, it's been uh, fantastic having you on here, and uh, uh, we'd like to kind of t- tune in with you. You know, maybe six months to a year down the road, just to see where things are at, how things are progressing along, and how we can, you know, maybe bring a little bit more attention to uh, the causes that that you're working with. Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah, and then I know uh, Don, you have you're wearing OC fight doc. Doctor Kessler is the yeah. shit. He is a good guy. Oh, I love Doc Kessler. Oh, I mean, that, that man, that man got me through my fight career. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he puts, he, he, he takes care of everybody, man. I mean, he's a oh, yeah. great guy. Yeah. And then a, I saw you hold up the cup, bear down, by the way. Yeah. U of A. <laughs> yeah. uh, that wasn't my idea. Uh, Come on. Bear down.
I got that. I wasn't even paying attention. They got snuck in on me. Got him. Fucker. Got him. <laughs> Inside jokes here now. Mm. Well, on that note, Shane, thank you once again. I've got to be wrapping up. I got to be hitting the road here myself. So right, uh, thank you. Burner. And definitely we'll, we'll be in contact and we'll be looking to uh, get an update down the road. Thank you very Absolutely, much. Guys. You guys have a great day. You yep, too, thank sir. you for everything. The two shape. Yep. Bye now. Bye bye. Thank you for watching another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. You better like, subscribe, and share, or I'm going to come to your house.